Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're back for Caravan of Garbage, talking about uh, what is considered by many the gold standard of not only Superman movies, but comic book movies in general, Superman 2. Superman 2. From 1980, or as you told me before the show, 81, depending where you were in the world. Australia apparently got it six months before everybody else did. Why? Don't know. Australia is mentioned. Lex Luthor wants Australia. Maybe they're like, it's good enough for us. <laughs> you know how every, you know Australians, any kind of mention yeah, of Australia true. in a movie, we're like, oh yes, please. Thank you for thank you for noticing. Finally, we demand this movie now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Superman two is of the the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, probably the one I've seen most. Yeah, same. Probably because it's the one on it was on TV most when I was a kid. It's got and the action. It's got the action. It's got Superman versus. Three beings of equal power, probably, maybe? <laughs> what, what's going on with anybody's powers in this yeah. movie? See, it's interesting coming back to this movie that I, I loved as a kid. And yes. I say loved because... Three people die at the end. <laughs> yes, that, in, that's why I love it, yeah. They fall into a bottomless pit and never I, return. I, I think this movie's broken. How so? Because it's clearly a mishmash of two different styles and ideas. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go through why that is the case, if you don't mind. I can do it up top. Oh, I see, right. People have to leave a like, though, if I'm going to do that, obviously. I'll wait. How long will you wait, though? As long as it takes. Huh. They okay. did it. They all did it. <laughs> okay, good, did it. excellent. So good, yeah. yeah. So, again, uh, we, we mentioned last week how it was an 18-month shoot to get this done as well as the first movie. There were long days for everybody. Filming two movies at once was, is, is pretty much impossible. Richard Donner kept it together. He didn't really have a production budget or a schedule, but they were just always like, you're behind and you're over budget. And he's like, specifically how? Like sure, all right. Puzo says you're, a, you're over budget and behind schedule. I got his script rewritten. I don't give a shit what Puzo thinks. But yeah, so this ended up being like a lot shorter than the other one. It's just a bit over two hours. Now, three quarters of the, of the original Superman 2 was filmed, right? Something like that? Um, yeah, maybe um, even more. Uh, yeah. with, with Richard Donner at the helm. Yes. And then they were like, we're scrapping all of it. We're yeah. starting again. So essentially, as soon as the first movie came out, they fired Dick Donner. Uh-huh. Like straight away, they like weren't yeah. happy with him. He was arguing with the producers. Well, like a Dick Donter, they said. So they said to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like rude. And they yeah. were like, we don't care. We don't, we don't care. That's not how you pronounce your name. <laughs> That's right. So he, of course, does get uh, the famous Donner cut of this film, which yeah. came out in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. So to get credit for this movie, Richard Lester needed to film 51% of it, right? <laughs> That's why his name is at the top of this movie. Okay. So 30% of the footage remains. They filmed the rest of it in 1979. And you can see in a lot of moments that it is a combination of, of styles and even the same scenes filmed years apart. Like there's a moment yeah, where the Kryptonians bust into uh, the Daily Planet. A lot of that is filmed like, you know, one was filmed in 77, one was filmed in, in 79. Terrence Stamp had lost a leg by that yeah. point. Exactly. It's a wooden leg, he had a peg leg. <laughs> That's right. It's really obvious when you, when you see it, when you, it's pointed out to you. So, but, but because of this, there was massive backlash uh, for those involved. Uh, John Williams, who composed the score for the first movie, 
which is iconic to this day. It's an incredible score. He decided after seeing the rough cut of Superman 2, the Richard Lester version, that he could no longer commit to the project. Which is why this the credits say music by someone based on original compositions yes. by John Williams. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Margot Kidder hated it as well because she had less to do. She just basically sat around in a trailer for most of it and then they'd they'd pedal her out and she'd go, oh, Superman, oh no. Like She was like, fuck that, it was, it was a bunch of bullshit. Uh, so <laughs> They could have got a broom with a wig. <laughs> exactly. And the style that they took, drastically different, right? So this was a, this is a quote from Richard Lester about the, um, the direction that he took coming okay. out of this, okay? So he says, I think that Donna was emphasizing a kind of grandiose myth, that kind of David Lean-ish attempt in our several sequences, an enormous scale. There was this type of epic quality, which isn't in my nature, so my work really didn't embrace that. That's not me. I'm more quirky and I play around with slightly more unexpected silliness. So, yeah, you can definitely see that and even more so in Superman 3, a movie that he had complete creative control on. It's just nonsense. And there's a lot of, like, nonsense in this movie. And a common criticism for this movie at the time and also since is a lot of it is, like, it just looks flat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the, it's like a sitcom. Like, you go into a room and it's it's framed like they're comic book panels. That's the idea. So, that's like, one person standing on the one side of the room and the other one's on the other and they're just kind of chattering back and forth at each other. And, of course, Jeffrey uh, Usworth, who was the cinematographer on the first one, mm-hmm. and he did 2001 A Space Odyssey. He died like immediately, immediately after, after the first, the first one, one yeah. so he couldn't come back. So that's why this movie looks great sometimes and then doesn't look very good other times, oh. a lot of the time. And also has a suspiciously edited out Marlon Brando. Do you want to know about this? Well, I think you, but regardless <laughs> of what I want, you're going to tell me I about it. I was asking you, the listeners and you, watchers. you hate Marlon Brando. I don't hate him. I just think he's a bad bloke. All right. And a good actor. And maybe an activist, but also terrible. <laughs> People can be many things. He's like 70-30. 70 being the terrible part. I understand. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Go on. So you may have noticed that a lot of the scenes between Superman and the crystals that he talks to, sure. it's with uh, Susanna York, who plays... Lara. His, Lara, exactly, his Kryptonian mother. Because originally Richard Donner had filmed Superman talking to his father in this movie, but Marlon Brando sued and won a share of the first film's gross, and the lawsuit also awarded him a share of this film's gross, even though he doesn't appear in it. So he had to be replaced in his scenes. And you see, like, at moments at the start, you remember the Kryptonian council that happened in the first movie? Yeah, he's not It happens that. again, but he's just not there. Yeah, he was the deciding vote in, yeah. the, in the original version, but not at all. That's interesting, because you'd think that if he got a share of the gross, you'd be like, well, in that case, Brando, you're going to have to be in every scene. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to make you do less work, we're going to make you do more work. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we want you in the background cheering on Superman in every scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Superman, yeah. That's my Brando. He's obviously a better actor than me, obviously. Yeah. That's one of the qualities that he has that I don't. Correct. Anyway, look, I've, I've prattled on enough. What do you, what do you think of this? Do you mean in your career? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm ending it. Goodbye, everybody. We had a good run. He's getting up. He's actually getting out of his chair. He's getting out of his chair, but he hasn't taken his headphones off. So I don't believe him because he's a bad actor. Brando would have taken his headphones off. And he would have never come back. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about now then? Okay. So I think there's some good stuff in this. Okay. Go on. Christopher Reeve, as always, Mm -hmm. and Margot Kidder, them together, is incredible. There's a moment where he's discovered as Superman. It's done. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But the moment he's revealed... You see him physically change, like his posture shifts, mm. like the, like the way he's he's like his foot his footing shifts. He turns around, the glasses come off, his head goes up, and it's it's like a transformation. It's incredible. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Mm. If if you've ever read All Star Superman, yeah. which is a comic book by Grant Morrison with the art by Frank Quitely, mm. Frank 
uh, had a very specific drawing style for Superman and specifically Clark Kent. Like if you see sort of past the suit, like the the, the civilian clothes he's wearing, he's he's deliberately slouching down as Clark Kent, so yeah. you can't see that he's you know like he's like, like a, a linebacker. He's like a thumb that's lost a thumb war. Yeah, and I wonder if that was inspired by Christopher Reeve in, in this movie. I'd imagine so. Yeah. yeah, but you can definitely get the sense that like yeah, I guess people could fall for this in a fictional universe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Plus he's wearing glasses. Plus he's wearing glasses. I'll, I'll be honest with you, when so, if somebody has glasses or takes them off or they put their hair down or whatever, a lot of the time can't recognise <laughs> Yeah, Fair enough, yeah. But the, the way he's revealed is like she figures out that he's Superman and then kind of baits him into revealing himself, which he doesn't. You're crazy, Lois. Yeah, <laughs> you idiot. You should be committed to a mental asylum. <laughs> I'm going to fly you there, which drive can, you there. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can do because I'm your legal guardian because it's the 80s or the late 70s or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. So the, the way he's revealed is uh, he trips on a, on a fake bearskin rug maybe mm-hmm. yep, and falls exactly into right. a fire and puts his hand in it. But my question is, how does Superman trip? Good question because he's super fast. There'd be a super fast recovery. Or he wouldn't trip. He'd just go straight through it yeah. because he's Superman. And several floors of the yeah. hotel. They sort of attempt- or he just float, and that'd be the biggest giveaway. Well, that's all. it, isn't it? Or his heat vision would go off and, and destroy her. <laughs> but then he'd be safe. Yeah, that's perfect. And it's the 70s, so he'd get away with that's it. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think also that they make mention that, like, maybe he did it subconsciously. You know what I no, mean? No, that's exactly right. He's yes. a man that doesn't trip, really. Mm. Not intentionally. Yeah. Even, even in the 70s. Exactly. And LSD was all the rage. <sighs> Wasn't it just? Mm. Uh, my one of my favourite scenes in this movie is uh, the the scene in which uh, Lex Luthor and his uh, his henchmen escape prison. Yes, because of how, what happens obviously is that uh, a, a prison guard goes to their goes to their cell and raps on the door and they're they're busy playing chess and then the the, the guard opens the door to give them what for and then discovers that it's just a ho- a very sophisticated hologram of them staying up after lights out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe just make a hologram of you guys sleeping. Or no hologram. No hologram at all. Just bundle your sheets bundle up a little bit. Bundle some bed sheets together. What blew me away about... From the laundry where you work in the prison. <laughs> I don't know. But what blew me away about that scene was that Lex Luthor has invented realistic 3D holographic projections. Yep. They're not, exa- they're not even on a screen. They're <laughs> no. on nothing. Maybe... maybe um, Mark so he is smart? In some ways he is. <laughs> maybe market that and make a billion dollars off it. Maybe do that, yeah. Uh, this movie also has the classic um, super super uh, superhero gives up their powers or sacrifices their powers for Which love. Which I remember in my many watchings of it as a child being a really long portion of the movie. But in this, <laughs> he, he, get, he gives up his powers, he gets beaten up, and he's like, well, the heck with this. I'm going back to the Fortress of Solitude to get my powers no, back. No, he looked at the TV. First of all, uh, he gets thrown into a bunch of Coca-Cola signs. That is like Coca-Cola City in there. Have you noticed that? That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as the Marlboro cigarettes branding that we get later. <laughs> just get people get just when he gets thrown into a truck. But, but yeah, he immediately regrets it. And then like a kid who's like going off to see the principal has to trudge his way back up to the North Pole. <laughs> he puts Pole. a bindle on the back of his stick and he just like I'm taking my. My bat and ball and going home. The Fortress of Solitude. I love also when he transforms into a human man. He's got some chinos and a nice crisp white shirt on, which should have been a giveaway at the end of the movie. Like when he yes. tricks the, the Kryptonian criminals into giving up their powers, they should have all been like, why am I wearing this crisp white button down and am chinos? I a, am I a waiter? What is this? I, I do love that trick, and I do want to talk about that whole sequence. Uh-huh. But what do you think about the idea that, uh, much like the Henry Cavill version, he goes back for revenge? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they he's both, petty. Yeah, they both have incidents in a bar 
where mm. they they teach a guy a lesson. Yeah. Right? What do you think about that? I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. Yeah, it shows he's a little bit human. Yeah, because yeah. we have talked about this how that look he's not yeah he's not perfect and he does kill as we've seen in this sure. and also other Superman movies. Lois kills and as well. Lois kills. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, but what do you what do you what do you think about the villains? I mean, that that being said, I would be a little bit more disturbing if he took out all the rage of his entire life on this one guy in a bar. <laughs> you know, he's like, "Remember me? Well, I'm gonna flick you into the sun." <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Anyway, we're saying the villains are. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices: oh, this piece of <laughs> mother, or <laughs> sales. I definitely prefer. Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, gosh. I mean, they do, they do a fun little whistle stop walking tour of Small town America, don't they? Absolutely, they do. And they could have just gone straight to Washington, I guess. Well, they, they, also, they filmed that in the UK. I'm like, pretty good. Also, how do powers work in this? Again, we talked about last week how it's this, it was the start of the Superman silliness in movies. They're just lifting people up with their minds and levitating guns and all these kinds well, of look, things. Well, look, I'm, I'm sure some people would say that, you know, the... There's a moment where he walks on a sheet of glass on, on a lake. How does he do it? How did he put that glass there? Ah. How did he do it? Good, good question. Anyway, sorry, I don't sorry, have any on. of the answers. Uh, uh, some people have said, who've thought about it more than us, have said that uh, perhaps how Kryptonian physiology works is when you discover your powers, you get you get different ones depending on what you attempt, maybe. As, as my son would say, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's Very a good. fun little expression. Yeah, so maybe, you know, while the when you land on Earth and the, the, the yellow sun radiation yeah. is, is, you know, going through your body, then... What you attempt to do is what the powers you okay, get. So maybe sure. maybe um, uh, um, Zod got telekinesis because that's what he tried to do first. Who knows? Yeah, right. Maybe you get maybe there's a number of slots like an RPG and you get flights oh, and okay. super strength and invulnerability and, 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 and bonus. And you want yeah, the bonus is I want to be the president. It's like well, the the sun will give you those abilities. <laughs> you can be the president. Yeah. yeah. 
my, what, my favorite Zod moment, and of course there's Neil before Zod. I love all of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's terrific. There's a moment where he's on the television and he's doing his little speech or whatever, and the last thing he says before it's switched off is he just screams, Zod! Like, like we, he wasn't going <laughs> to... Was he going to say anything else? He's just yelling his name? I love it. I like yeah. the bit where he's like, you'll kneel before me. He's in the Daily Planet. He's like, you'll kneel before me, Superman. <laughs> Come back here. And then he just has to zip off after Exactly, it. yeah. Good fun. There's actually also a fourth uncast villain oh. called Jack L. Okay. Jackal. Do you get it? No. And he was an evil prankster and also the comic relief. So oh. uh, can you imagine? Would have been very that. funny. Yeah. What my fa- my favorite use of any of their powers, I think, is one where I think I think it's the big burly henchman. Yeah. He decides to use his super breath ability to just knock over all the citizens of Metropolis, just just blast them with a uh, hurricane strength. Do you remember when like an action sequence is just a big wind machine for yeah. four and a half minutes? But my favorite moment of that is there's just one guy who's like, man, I really picked the wrong day to a wear roller skates and b wear this big sparkly red vest. <laughs> I'm spiraling out of control here. So all of those gags, that's Richard Lester, apparently. He was oh. like, I'm doing fun little gags. So, you know, he's not without well, I talent. I appreciated it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the action in this in general? There, there was a spectacular kick at one point. Did you see the Chris Reeve kick? Oh, where he kicks yeah. one of the Kryptonians? It's it's obviously dated, isn't it? Yeah, I think people bit, yeah. were kind of crying out for Superman to punch somebody because this was the last time we'd seen Superman on screen in a physical confrontation, like of, e- of equal match. Yeah, that's I'm right. I'm talking about in the movies. I know we've yeah. seen what Dean Cain's up to probably, haven't mm-hmm. we? Sure. We, we? He gets sure. another mention for some reason, doesn't he? <laughs> sure. None of the other ones do. No. Wild. I don't know what's going on there, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that scene though, what it comes down to for me, why it works is they discover his weakness and it's that he he like he likes people. He doesn't want them to get crushed by big trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I think I think that's really great. And I think uh, some other versions of Superman maybe lack that uh, <laughs> humanity. Oh, hello. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we've talked about it, but yeah, I, I think it does a good job of you know. I know he's like the people, ah, the people. It's like you know, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, weird powers. Let's talk about weird powers. Go on, let's let's talk about it. Uh, side note: uh, speaking of powers, generally. Uh, Superman does seem to have very selective super senses in these movies. I didn't sure. mention it prior to this, but in the first one, he doesn't notice that uh, Lois's helicopter has crashed on the top of the building he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, he goes all sotto voce to Lex Luthor and he's like, "Hey, Lex, um, I'm gonna. We should get him into this chamber. Get him in the chamber. What do you think? And then we'll then we'll uh, then we'll then remove their powers. And it's like, do you not? <laughs> I mean, they they can probably hear you too, right? Like, what are you? Maybe he was banking on that. Maybe I guess maybe. Or maybe they didn't develop their super hearing. Maybe they use that last slot to be the president. Maybe they use the president and to kill slot. a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so that that's what you okay, get. Okay, let's talk yeah. about wacky powers. Okay, so a lot of that stuff I also put down to it being the Fortress of Solitude. Right? There's a moment where he replicates himself. It's like yeah, he's probably got holographic technology or whatever, right. or he took it from Lex Luthor who invented it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that's right. But then th- the same time as he's disappearing and reappearing. So are the other Kryptonians. So, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I know people have a problem. Maybe it's a gas leak. Maybe it's a gas leak. <laughs> Maybe they're all just standing in a cupboard with a <laughs> gas leak, yeah. The, I, I know people don't really love the, the cellophane S thing. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. so weird and yeah. random and unexplained. Yeah. There's probably a family guy gag about it, I think, from memory. I think there is, I think yeah. it's fun, yeah. I also think there's a moment where he grabs Zod and it's like he's going to He's gonna break his neck, mm-hmm. like he yeah. like he does in yeah. the other movie, and he probably would have done it yeah. if they hadn't have grabbed uh, Lois. Speaking Lane. of breaking necks, and this is a, a a slight diversion, but right at the start of the movie, there's a moment where uh, uh, Zod's big henchman 
mm. breaks uh, just a just a dude's neck. Yeah, it's the cheapest effect I've ever seen. Just, just this, the it, helmet turn. Yeah, but it's just there's just it. It looked like a oh when they're standing in front of that weird green yeah. screen, blue screen. Yeah, reshoot. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, because I think they would have done that with reprojection as they did for a lot of the stuff that looks good. Uh, you know what I mean? I'd imagine. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, but I think though my, my favourite moment in, in this movie, and it's it's always like stuck with me, is where he does go into the chamber and he flips it so they you know they lose their powers and he he keeps his. Mm-hmm. And when he does the kneel and you say and he breaks his hand, you see the look on his face and he realizes that like he's done and just and the, and the music like swells uh-huh. and he picks him up and yeah he kills him like sure. though apparently in some versions that aired on TV they get arrested they all get arrested at the end <laughs> so, yeah. or you could also say it's like probably in the Donner cut they yeah. probably, there's probably yeah probably yeah but just you, the Arctic police show up <laughs> yeah, exactly and they put them in the Arctic paddy wagon that's right but also maybe he threw them down into a Kryptonian prison or whatever yeah, we, we, I mean, sure, we don't not? really know but I just think that's an incredible moment just like the, you know because it shows that Superman is you know he's not just like brute strength and powers you know he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's using thinking. his noodle he's thinking yeah and sometimes he thinks about a memory-wiping kiss. And he outsmarted Lex Luthor, one of the <laughs> dumbest men in the world. Yeah. But yeah, he did. He, sometimes he does a memory-wiping kiss. Super weird. And again, that is that's that's not a that's not the way a modern superhero movie would go. Again, we've no. we got two hats on with this. One is always lo- looking at this in terms of like it's just a fun throwback to you know nineteen forties yeah. Superman newspaper comic strips. And one just just cynical, just two two awful people in a room being like, why isn't this? More modern. Yeah, why, why isn't is this it? thing from the 80s more modern? <laughs> it's just weird that he wasn't like, I mean, you know, she she held her own. She threw one of these Kryptonians to her death. Yeah. Why not let her in on the secret and just let her be? I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, exactly. They were married in the comics at this point. So. Well, this is, this is something that doesn't happen in the uh, in the Donner cut. Uh, uh, I may as well ask this question now. Look, we're definitely going to come back and do Superman 3 next week. Yes. But would people like us to cover the Donner cut at the end of this? So we'll do three and four and then circle back uh, sure. to this movie. Maybe. I'd like to check it out. Yeah, same. Yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, with this, with the memory wiping kiss, yeah. that is a power that he's had in the comics sure. prior to this. Uh-huh. But also he's had every power. Yeah, like he yeah. can do, There's a he can shoot a little Superman out of his hand. That's, that's a right. power. Like, so yeah. he can just do anything in the comics. So I think if you just go, well, that's a thing that he had. It's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to put something and in like that. And also, can he specify what memories he erases and how long <laughs> the erasure goes depending on how he does the kiss? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Also, uh, you, you may have noticed, but G- uh, Gene Hackman didn't return for any reshoots. Also, I think he's really fun in this. And there's a great recurring gag where... They keep going to kill him, and then he's out. He has like this mock outrage, and then he has to offer them the next thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that's a really fun kind of like, just like he's got this like indignation of like, how dare you? Yeah, I think this is the one where he really settled into the character, and mm. he's like, I'm just gonna have fun with yeah. this, which I very much appreciate. But a lot of the stuff that they reshot where he's in, he's it's just a stand-in in the background because uh. so, he didn't come back. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm doing another movie. He said, I think I think I'm doing another movie. <laughs> that's what he said on the phone call. Uh, I got some uh, some things I just want to mention at the end. Just some miscellaneous facts and, and just just things that I went. Oh yeah, <laughs> here we go. That's what the title of this segment is called. So obviously that's what we'll be doing here. Exactly. Uh, so shout out to uh, John Ratzenberger from Cheers. Ah, who appears in this movie? Is he one of the bar patrons? No, he's um can't remember, but he's in it. Oh, I think Great. he's one of the NASA dudes. Maybe ah. I don't know, but he's. Oh, used to no, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. also in Empire Strikes Back. Which probably filmed around the same time as the reshoots of this did. Ah, so he's probably so. In the I'd imagine, yeah, that's how that worked. And shout out to uh, Harry Potter's mean uncle, who's also in this as uh-huh. well. Yeah, um, I like the line where 
uh, when he saves the kid on the waterfall or that dummy that you see tumble down at one point and you just hear somebody yell, of course he's Jewish, which is, of course is a callback to his origins because his creators were Jewish. Uh-huh. I think that's fun. There's, it's got the classic moment. Although traditionally in the comic books he is Methodist. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hope we're not going to start some kind of... Religious war. Holy war. No, no, we are. <laughs> okay, good. Let's start one in the comments. <laughs> so it's also got a classic moment uh, of a guy who's, who's like, what have I been drinking when he, when he oh, sees yeah, him walk on right. water? Uh-huh. I, I know you love a gag like I that. Do. And uh, shout out also to Clifton James, who plays the sheriff, but also plays... The sheriff s- J.W. Pepper <laughs> in the James Bond movies. Yes, Same the Roger guy? Moore era, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, the last one was supposed to have Kojak at one point, so... Why not? Why not, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of... Look, it's fun. And it's, you know, it's got some great moments and great performances, but it's it's not as good as I remember it being, unfortunately. Huh. Yeah. What about you? Uh, it's definitely longer than I remember it being. Mm. I think in the past, maybe as a kid, I probably watched the scene, you know, in the small town with the... Yeah. You know, they're, they're battling the police and the army, and then the scene at the end where uh, they're fighting in the Fortress of Solitude, and I probably, you know, left the room in between. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll be back next week uh, for Superman 3, which is Richard Lester's own. You cannot get away Terrific. from that. Gag, yeah. wall-to-wall gags. I think yeah. I've seen this once. Yeah, so uh, this will be this will be something. It's rough from memory and also has one of the most horrifying moments from a lot of people's childhood. The robot. The robot, yeah. Mm, yeah. Which we'll come back to. Uh, but look, if you want to see that video early, or any of the Caravan of Garbages early, if you go to bigsandwich.co and sign up, they go up there early, don't they? That's right, along with bonus podcasts and mm-hmm. movie commentaries. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about Superman. We're talking about Batman. We're talking about Spider-Man. We're talking about all the mans. All the mans. Yeah. And womans. Some special womans. Some special womans. Uh, that's it. And, of course, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out every Monday if you do want to check it out. But we will be back. Superman 3. Superman 3. And then Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Yeah. I always thought that guy was Dolph Lundgren. It's not. It's a different guy. I always thought it was too as a kid. It's a different It's guy. a different man. Yeah. He probably lived a different life. Right. And John Cryer's in it. John Cryer's in it. He later become Lex Luthor in the... In, the, in Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Okay, we got to go. No time <laughs> to correct anything. we got to go. No, why would? There's nothing to correct then. <laughs> what you said is correct. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, grab that jam, you guys. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.